Dad Pod. Well, this is a video from the well. Do have a name? Podcast. A midlife crisis. Paddy Daddy. Mm. Midlife crisis. <laughs> Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. And we're live. It's still going. Episode number four of the Dadcast. You're very welcome along to what it says here is easily the most relatable podcast on the internet. I don't know who you are, at Mr. Brian Bennett, but Jesus Christ. I mean, I... What? There's our tagline right there. Oh, when we you, write our first book, that's gone on the cover. You chumps. The most relatable chumps on the internet. Wow. Is that a compliment? I think it is, yeah. I mean... Mostly it's been about our mishaps, mis- misadventures, how difficult this I has t- been. I wonder what the, I, thought, I actually, the question I had was what the relatability aspect of it was, because it's been pretty bro- broad spectrum, isn't it? How, like, how to fail at parenting. Yeah. There are a lot of bad deep parents. sadness that we all go through. And a lot of chumps out there, so th- we are easily relatable. That's fair, that's, that's fair. And uh, in the, uh, Nathan sent us the charts uh, from the first episode. We made it to number 14. We were one ahead of pretty big deal with Ashley Graham. Nathan's tagline was, uh, I don't know Ashley Graham, but she's not that big of a deal. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Anyway, I presume she's very good and we just are like, she's a millennial, we're not. And that's why we don't understand it. You're a millennial. I am. Yeah. What's a millennial? You're young enough to be a millennial, aren't you? Am I? Born in the 90s. No, what? I was born in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was born in 1981. All oh, right, okay, you're definitely not. You just, you just seemed young. It's you, the beard. Oh. It's the beard and the uh, soil lattes. Yeah. Some of the response we've had has been um, particularly interesting. There's loads of, loads of good suggestions coming through from people about what we should be talking about. Um, bringing kids to social occasions was one. Picky eaters was another. Uh, the precision, military precision of, of um, school mornings and getting everybody out the door and all that kind of stuff. So we'll get to some of that a little bit later on. Uh, but you can keep your tweets coming. You can also email us, dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address. And we've had our first email, which I'll get to a little bit later on. But in the meantime... How can you even read it under your croissant? Well, no one knows it's a croissant because this is a podcast. So uh, <laughs> the president, the current president, I don't know what date this has gone out. Uh, <laughs> I think you can probably still say the current president. The current and more than likely future president was in today. So there were nice croissants. As opposed to the shit ones that the, uh, the rest of the candidates got. Ooh. So I was like, I'm going to nick one of those in the office today. Looks tasty. There's none left, Tommy. He's wondering, is there any left? There's a little bit left, which I'm going to mute my mic while you, you guys are telling See, the story. See, this is why this podcast is so relatable. It's, you know what I mean? Crowd <laughs> the president's croissants. I did find, I have found over the last couple of years, that it's been impossible for me to learn not to eat my own dinner. And as a result, I've ended up eating three and a half dinners most nights <laughs> and have ballooned in weight to being a complete fat bastard since I have my children. I'm 100% learn not to putting eat your own dinner as in last week, one at all. Last week was the first time it dawned on me, don't have a dinner, you'll actually get enough food off three kids' plates. <laughs> now, this week I've been forgetting it, but uh, like I am 100% blaming them. And when they listen to this in future, I don't care. It's entirely your fault. Eat your fucking dinners. Yeah, no, you're dead like, right. There's half a pork chop left. There's like a meatball here. I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I had three bowls of chili the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. I made a giant thing of bolognese the other day, and for some reason I put it in like a proper serving dish so that my children could serve themselves. Yeah. But they both decided that they didn't like bolognese, which meant I just had to eat the entire bloody thing. <laughs> and you did. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I know. It's like, and that was every fucking night. Just, it's, like, it's, like, it's very traumatic. I, I don't We're only really know getting what to into do that territory it. now where we get myself and. And my wife had a standoff, I would say, the other day, where I was taking the stance, well, no, I cooked this vat of chilli 
Chile being a, an inaccurate description of it because because it was, I knew I was serving it to the two lads. I didn't no, put any oh, chili in it. Yeah. So it was basically chililess chili. Yeah. And uh, I said, no, I spent the last hour putting this together. It was it's been simmering nicely on the hob for the last couple of hours. If they don't want to eat it, they just don't get dinner today. And I can go to bed hungry if they want. But like they're only one and four. <laughs> I'm not sure we should be kind of going down that road just yet. I, I agree with you. I was like, when are you going to train them? I was unwilling to budge. They have to start eating what we eat. Yes. I definitely adopt the, you know, the airline sort of tent yourself before seeing the kids abroad when it comes to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but that, uh, do they not get hangry? Um, it's so, is he eating well, dinner? The difficulty is, so let's say, the thing is, he, had, he's, he will have had his dinner at, let's say, six o'clock. And by the time I come home, it, I might be having dinner at eight, could be later. All right. But at that point, so if he hasn't gone to bed at that point, he's over shouting at my plate. It'd be stuff generally that he can't eat. More, 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 more. Why can I'm he like, not eat it? Is he uh, allergic, to, the, allergic yeah, to stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finding more and more that he's, he can eat stuff or whatever. Yeah. And we're, uh, we've been unbelievably disciplined with him in a way that we are absolutely not with ourselves in terms of what he should and shouldn't eat. Like he's, his diet is like, uh, it's everything. It's, I think it's sort of how you should eat as a human being. Um, it'll stop at some point. Why, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, it's all sort of freshly cooked, good vegetables, From zero. good meat, yeah. fish. Like, it is a quality diet. Like, I really Do you not to eat the same thing as him then? No, because like I'm saying, like, he's eating at sort of six o'clock. Right. Who's making his dinner though? The childminder. Uh, and she's, she's, she's also a vegan who cooks a lot of vegan food. Now, she will cook meat and stuff for him, but nice. it means that the ingredients are excellent. And it's, that's not a bad point, Nathan, actually. Yeah. She should cook, maybe cook all yeah, the just cook well, more. She can just you pick can up your McCarries for you on the way home. Well, that's the point, Dave, yeah. So if we're sitting there eating the old burger and chips and your man's like, more, 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 we're like, no, dude, you're not having any of this. this and does he eat chocolate? Does no, he eat any sweet stuff? Milk in it. But does he eat any, do you allow him to have anything sugary? Uh, yeah, he'll have a digestive biscuit. We started giving him Whoa. pancakes. Whoa, really? You're really pushing the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, go overboard. It was his birthday. Remember I was talking about the, uh, the, uh, the milk ladder the other week? Oh, I was So the latest step is scotch pancakes. So he... He doesn't like them, right? But he knows there's some sugar in them. So he's like, he literally would make this, like this is yucky face while putting it into his mouth and going, oh, this is not great, but oh, give me that sugar. <laughs> I, I, I sympathize. <laughs> I understand that. But if chocolate didn't exist, you'd get way less shit done. I mean, if there is a, no greater bribery product than chocolate in this world. I find if something needs to be done, you just put it out there that there is the potential for a chocolate treat at the end of it, like dogs. And <laughs> sure enough, whatever needs to be done will be done. That every day? <laughs> you mean every day, every hour or something? <laughs> and is it one sweeter or what is it? Oh, it's like a tiny trinket. And they know that might be doubled up upon in three or four hours if, uh, if they're good in that time. This generally happens when I have them on my own for the day. I was gonna say. Which was yesterday. Um, and in fairness, you bring them shopping, they don't kick up a stink, got them to get their hair cut, which is another story. They didn't kick up a stink, so I said, go on, we'll give them something when they get home. And then I said, your mother's home at seven. If there's no rows between now and seven, I'll double up on that. And I was true to my word. Do you do a lot of that stuff where you, you would do things like that that your wife wouldn't do or you wouldn't do with the child if she was around in terms of like that incentivizing, like giving them chocolate? All or? the time. I don't, I don't believe in this, let's make sure we're on the same page bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> let's, you, let's make sure we're both happy at the time we have let's the children. Let's make children. sure I've got peace. Yeah. Yeah. You look after your patch when yeah. it's your patch, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look after yeah, yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that with, um, 
So for bedtime routine, whatever, there's like brush your teeth, which with him at the minute is you give him the toothbrush with the toothpaste on it. He sucks the toothpaste <laughs> off no. because it's, it's it. tasty. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do any of the brushing or have any interest in it. I just skip it when did, she's not around. Did you ever accidentally use their toothpaste? It tastes like chewing gum. So it's right. like, it feels sugary. It yeah. feels like this kind of, mmm. The toothpaste companies are giving them the taste of like the worst sweets possible so that they'll get those. And then, then they'll be having to brush their teeth all their lives. It's like this kind of weird, Could you put some shit on theory. it to take the chewing gumness off it? I just have to get different ones. Uh, it's all a, um, it's a tokenistic gesture anyway, isn't it? Yeah, also yeah. It's, it's a routine. It's a routine, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter what they're doing. Like, uh, it, uh, it's Although I have heard of people whose kids' teeth are, are so bad that they have to get them extracted. But they're all falling out though anyway, aren't they? At what age? Oh, before they're, before they're due to fall out. Like, right. um, so when they're four. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so they don't all fall out. Like, how much sweet stuff do you have to be eating? I mean, is, or is it just obviously every kid's teeth are different and some kids teeth rot easier I don't know what the story is I don't know what the story is. I, like given bottles last thing at night like we we're having terrible trouble getting one of them off uh, a bottle at the moment she's like oh yeah I'm definitely not taking a bottle tonight and it's like give me a bottle <laughs> give me a fucking bottle like proper heroin but you have to just get through that battle we went through that exact battle three or four months ago night one was a two-hour meltdown from 10 to 12 while, or maybe 9 to 11 going to bed. Is your one-year-old though? No. All right. <laughs> no, the other dude. And then the, uh, there would traditionally have been a wake-up call in the middle of the night for a bottle, so that had to be abandoned as well. So that was maybe two to four. Next morning it was three to four. Next morning it was half an hour. Within a week it was gone. And then after about 10 days it wasn't even being requested. You just have to oh. see it out. It's toughy, but on, you have Jared. to see it out. Yeah, man up here. Yeah, and then we're that's yeah. good. Good advice, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. like there's a room sharing issue, and then the other one who like there's it, the con the noise levels would be big enough that the whole Wake house. everybody else up. Yeah. Well, we this is a piece of advice I'd have to parents of maybe any kids from three to five that are trying that trying to break some habits. Do you remember the uh, remember that shocking email that was sent by the Labour Party on the morning of nine eleven? Like, you know, this is a tragedy that's unfolding. We need to get all of our bad news out today. Do you remember some, several people right. lost their jobs over it? Well, we had, a, we had an issue over some behavioral issues about uh, a couple of months ago. And we were thinking all the stuff that soothes this person is not working. So if we're gonna have to deal with all the shit anyway, might as well fling all this fuel on top of it. And so eventually when we sail out the other side, we'll have got rid of these couple of things. And it was the best thing we ever did. So you had like a week of horror. Absolute, total hell. And you were fixing, but getting rid and of the bottle and the soother actually oh. helped solve the problem Oof. that was causing the misbehavior in the first place. God, I can't imagine getting rid of the soother. Oof. Yeah, but what, is, what to age is it? Marley Park and put it in a very tree. Okay, we're we with this, this, we're, we're gonna, this is with a three year old, and we, it's the best thing we ever did. So, if there's any parents out there looking at their kids going to bed at night with a soother and with a bottle, thinking they're too old for that, it's probably going to damage their teeth. Um, damage their smile, whatever soothers do, and whatever the bottle does to your teeth just before you go to sleep, just pull the plug. It's I've, like a I've massive uh, plaster, and there will be plenty of bleeding after you rip the plaster off. It should be grand after about I a week. Four, four plugs to pull, he takes four soothers to bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> he has one in his mouth, one in each hand, and then one for the teddy bear. So it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he'll wake wow. up and he'll have flung them on the ground by accident in his sleep, and there is, is that a panic. Is, is there, yeah, that's yeah. like a. I've lost this thing that I really need. Go, 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 go. 
I presume you're past the stage now of then when they're on the ground of actually sterilizing them or anything, you just throw them oh, back oh, in. Yeah, you're yeah, on your own, it, pal. Have it, buddy. Well, again, that's one that I would say it's all yours, buddy. Whereas my wife would be like, nah, Well, you s- I just off. just sterilize them in your own mouth. Haven't they discovered recently that sometimes it might be there's, nice there's more of wine off it that'll help them sleep than there would have been on the floor? Yeah, I'm so. not saying this was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's what was done. Yeah. Anthony McCormick was in touch. Is episode three up yet? No, you'll be getting this in episode. Four, so don't worry about that. Picky eaters will be one I'd suggest. Really enjoyed the first two episodes. So, what do you do when they don't eat the chili? Did you give in and give them like other stuff? Cook something else? I didn't give in. <laughs> Did somebody in your house give in? You saying you weren't on the same page, David? <laughs> and that was fine. Yeah. I left the scene. Did you storm out. Yes. <laughs> storm out, storming out would be too strong uh, a way to put it, but. Uh, on the picky eating, it does wreck my head that one day they can be a huge fan of something and the next day they were never a fan of this. The same so meal the next day. Like, which I don't understand it. I don't like spaghetti bolognese, but you had a massive bowl on it every night when we were on our holidays last week. Yeah, but I don't like it. They cook it better. Explain why. I just don't like it. <clears throat> okay, well then you're not getting anything else to eat for the rest of the day. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't bother them then. 15 minutes later. So okay, uh, okay. What do you mean okay, okay? As in like, don't bother feeding me then. And at what point does that, like, so you left the scene of the crime and I'm assuming that what you're saying is your wife gave him something else. I don't know exactly what transpired after that, but I was just fed up. But well, when I went in, that bowl of chilli was gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do remember, though, half an hour later, eating the bowl of chilli for both of them. <laughs> but the, they'll generally eat anything at the very start, won't they? Like, they'll eat broccoli and they'll eat fruit and they'll eat strawberries. Like, the first of all, used to be mad into strawberries. They'll demolish bananas and then some they just go I don't like bananas for no reason and you just have to roll with the punches picky eating is something that's going to wreck your head but there's probably no need to allow yourself have your head wrecked by it because it's an uncontrollable our first child ate everything literally everything we were on holidays one time um, in Spain and I'd had fish and I was like oh I wonder will she eat this fish eyeball and I gave it to her and she ate it straight up not didn't even chewed away in the fish eyeball and it's like this A moment in our in our family where we're like, wow, this child is amazing. She will literally try anything. The rest of them won't eat anything. Won't try fish. Won't look at it. Won't like. I like that. Like uh, cooked a ham. Day one, everybody had all around them. Day two, pff, I mean, I don't like this. Like, you just you got your body weight in this. And when you've made it yourself, like, you know, we would get a lot of these organic, uh, you know, beef stews or spag balls. You get. In, uh, in the supermarkets and like they're great if for convenience or if you're out at your parents house or whatever stick in the microwave they'll generally eat them but if you've made it yourself and they turn their nose up it's just so annoying <laughs> it's like I just I'm wasted the last two hours making this for you <laughs> fucking eat it <laughs> I find the key is to just cover everything in breadcrumbs and call it a goujon <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll, they'll just eat anything here's my it's a goujon it's a goujon what's that it's fish no it's a goujon it's a fish goujon it's, it's a fish finger all right, grand, I'll eat that then. <laughs> right. That's just the key to everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's no exactly. thing as waffles and fish fingers. There would be people starving in our house. <laughs> so just because your kids are all older than mine, so what happens with that scenario? Is there a point of, like, in day three, are they back into the, oh, ham, I love ham, give me it, ham. It's, it's, there is no... Random. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah it right. is random. It is precisely the thing. It is completely random. So can I ask, what do you do in day two when they're saying, uh, I don't want ham? 
are you, so on Dave's point, are you saying, listen, you hope, they, nothing, you hope that they eat enough. Like the, the youngest will actually eat his food cold and congealed four hours later and be like, oh, this is really nice. I should have eaten this first time. And like, right. that's the case with everything. So do you start, but I'm saying like, I'm wondering, do you start to offer other things or do you just say, listen, this is it, we're all in here. No, there's definitely a, like, and you are three turning four, you are going to eat the food. We know you like us. I'm happy enough for them to go to bed hungry if they don't want to eat the dinner. I do have that. you sent them to bed hungry? Well, they, in my mind, they had to have been hungry because they hadn't eaten, but they weren't showing any signs of distress or um, they weren't hangry in any way. Right. So they just, they eat when they want to eat and if they don't want to eat what you put in front of them, I'm not going to give them something else, but generally they seem absolutely fine with that. Yeah. Well, you've left the scene of the crime anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I don't bread, know. Else's problem. Brown bread <laughs> and bananas and a bit of fruit and maybe waffle with some broccoli solves an awful lot of problems. Mm. There have been days though where we've like had four separate meals where Oof. somebody gets eggs, somebody else gets something else. And it's like, eggs are a miracle food if they'll eat them and you have to force your child to like eggs because if they don't. No, ours won't eat eggs. <laughs> Disaster. Any, even like, here, look at loads of ketchup. I mean, first child. What about egg goujons? <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up with a bit of bread. First that, that is the only, it's literally, our, with our uh, middle lad is just, put ketchup on anything and yeah. he will eat it. Right. Yeah. As long as I can dip it in. First child it was like strict no ketchup rule in other people's houses it got to the point of like what your your family are obviously satanic they're giving my child ketchup why are they doing this? A uh, few issues and second child was like won't eat anything without ketchup I'm like give her the fucking ketchup I'm, <laughs> I'm broken here. Because <laughs> ketchup is supposedly one of the worst but isn't it? Oh, so well now you can get the sugar. low sugar. Can you? Well, Can you? It says like, low sugar on it, but it's and in, I believe those guys. It's in one shop, and then you go me. looking for it the next time. It's like, oh, mysteriously, they're out of the low sugar shit that like got my child hooked in the first place. Yeah, same with the baked beans. There's uh, low sugar baked beans, and they're not always there. They really are almost <laughs> never there. In yeah, fairness, it's, it's quite, almost like it's quite annoying. I'm one of those the bait and switch. Know, supermarket aisle Nazis where like the two lads are with me, and they're saying, "Can we go? You said we could get a Kinder Egg if we were really good. We've been here for an hour, and I'm there looking at the ingredients." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if you're like a lot, as I've already mentioned waffles twice they eat a lot of waffles in our house if you were to pick the worst nutritional value wise waffle in the aisle and compare it to the least it's basically deep fried tampon it's unbelievable the difference right. between them so you can get Taylor like waffles. a waffle that t yeah you can get a waffle that tastes perfectly fine that has pretty much no saturated fat no sugar and no salt in it and then a yard to its right you've got something you wouldn't feed your dog right and often the nutritious one is cheaper so it's well worth spending a little bit of time looking at the uh, so there are waffles that panel are not in the bad for you. The, yeah, that are just pure potato. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like if you know, you know, something's good or bad if there's no saturated fat, no salt, no sugar. Well, so we uh, fish ran, fingers the same. Ran the shop well, the other one day. Make and look at the other make. Vastly differentials. Um, Auntie Bessie's parsnips. I was looking at these. Going, this is a bit suspicious. The kids all ate them like they were um, chips. I did not look at what was in them though, because uh, you put them in like, oh, did you deep fry those in, in oil? Like, no, straight out dry from the packet. <laughs> All the oil came off them. And they literally fried gold in their own, in the own shit that they were, yeah. uh, but I'm like, everybody ate them and they're eating parsnips as far as I'm concerned. 0.000% parsnip. I know you need to worry about what you're feeding your kids. They have to get enough nutrition, but if they're out there and they're active and they're pegging around the gaff and they're doing this that and the yeah. other and you're sending them to ga training and dance training and whatever else training you're sending them to like 
you know, our parents would like to think that they fed us brilliantly as children. But yes, Jesus. they did. At the same time, there was a lot of bars of chocolate and there was a lot of white bread and there was a lot of chips. Yeah, yeah, and there was yeah. a lot Less of processed shit I used to think like a white have. bread sandwich was actually quite good for you, up to a point. Oh, yeah. And also in reflection, like the way that, I mean, I love my mother and she's uh, a great cook. <laughs> And, but I, I, I have said this to her face, so I'm absolutely fine saying it here. Like, she would literally put the cabbage on on a Monday and eat it on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's like, come on. There's literally nothing left uh, worth eating here. If they're uh, out and active, like, it, it does make a whole yeah. pile of difference. It's true. It's, it's, that's not going to be the shit that kills our children. It's going to be the fact that the uh, planet is burning up in about the next five minutes. So um. Yeah, we need to worry about climate change. Eat all the burgers and chips you want. Uh, <coughs> people don't, can I just make some, if, if people don't take anything else from today's podcast or any take any sort of solace about being a parent or any advice about being a dad or any of that stuff search for good waffles is well i just thought dave was uh looking forward to episode 18 where he'll be sitting in the corner with a pack of waffles that he's got paid <laughs> three grand to promote yeah. these are the best waffles don't mind the saturated fats they're actually good for you and fish fingers as well i'm not i wouldn't go so far as to say they're they're really good for you but they're not going to do any harm definitely look at the the Nutrition values. What are you looking for? The percentage fish, fish or well. the like the shit? No, that's in salt, it. saturated fats, and sugar. Okay. Um, like an awful lot of, for example, our lads became addicted to uh, rice cakes, chocolate covered rice cakes. Oh, well, and they would eat a pack a day if you gave us them. <laughs> well, of course you would. We yeah. were thinking like, oh, rice cakes. I mean, it's only a rice cake. Yeah. How bad can it be? Yeah. So one day, again, the two lads were there with me, not impressed with the amount of time we we're spending in this one aisle, but they weren't actually allowed eat anything I compared the rice cakes the chocolate covered rice cakes to your regular biscuit mm. your chocolate covered digestive uh, your fig roll whatever else might be in that aisle they were as bad if not worse than everything <laughs> in that aisle oh. in terms of salt and sugar salt and sugar and saturated fats picked up Jaffa cakes virtually nothing in Jaffa cakes started getting them took crackers are Jaffa cakes not full of sugar for no. energy no they're not I don't know why people eat Jaffa cakes uh. Yeah, but that there—it's not actual processed sugar that you're going to get in, in say a chocolate-covered rice cake, which Jesus is apart from chocolate. Does it take you to I was just going to say, if there's one thing we've learned from today's show, it's that don't go to the shops with Whoa. Dave. Bloody it, hell! It, you, Three hours once, later, tuck crackers. Pretty much nothing in tuck crackers. Like one percent salt, sugar, saturated fat. So they're good for you. Well, I mean, again, let's not use the phrase "good for you," but, but not, like, not as bad. Way as less bad. For you then some of the stuff that you actually think might be reasonably healthy. Tuck goujons. And so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they eat their tuck crackers. Oh, that's their, that's their go-to them. when they won't eat their dinner at uh. five minutes before they're going to bed. I want four tuck crackers, that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who does the shopping? You do the shopping in your house. Generally obviously. I do, yeah, but yeah. obviously I go in armed with a list. Who do you... Uh, Mix both. Predominantly. Both predominantly, I'd say, together. I do the shopping where possible. I do the shopping all the time. We were at an event recently where um, we were told, oh, the women do the shopping. That's just the way it is in, in life. That's why all so the marketing is, of, yeah. is aimed at the women. I was like, is that true? Not in my house. No. And then I, I've lost every male over a certain age recently. And it's like, because we all know this. Well, you bring your children. Yeah. Every time. Pretty much, yeah. Any, anytime it's the full shop, yeah. The, the, ah. the, but again, I mentioned the bribery value in chocolate. It's... It's incredible. They know that if they're good for that hour, there's a Kinder Egg at the end of it for them. I get to go shopping on my own. So do I. Oh, well, now that's a pleasure, right? I'm like, that's why well, every. This is a secret, though. It's like, my wife's not a big fan of shopping. I'm like, I love shopping. I stick the Sunday morning NFL podcast in. Thanks very much. 
That's why it takes three hours to get around. Uh, well, I don't get it. I, I, had, I, had, I had to go to multiple shops. <laughs> and actually, we do because everybody's so picky about stuff. I'm always concerned of seeming too excited about going shopping. I know. It's like, on. Yeah, so there'll yeah, be a big yeah. list, and I'll be like, do you want to go shopping? like, oh, no. if you want to go, go, fine. If you, if you don't want to go, I'll go and do I this. Might, I might do the recycling while yeah, I'm out there. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might just go <laughs> to the It's not a good time killer, though, when you've got the, all, oh, I say all, oh, where there's three, one, three or two, in my case, that you have them for the day to yourself. Oh, and you've got them to well, that's So, like, 15 minute drive to the shops. Spend at least an hour in there and a 15 minute drive you home. You've just taken 90 minutes off the clock. <laughs> you, you cannot bring three kids shopping. <coughs> Not three. You and just can't. Mm. They have to be small enough to fit in the trolley as well. Only one of them. Yeah. Because I've stick the one, the bigger guy into the driver's seat, which we call it at the front. Uh, he knows he, that's loses, a good idea. he loses the Kinder egg if he that's, steps outside the driver's seat. It's mm. all the marketing, the driver's seat. Yeah. That's a great idea. And then, uh, and then the other guy gets to sit in the actual seat in front of me, and I'll just like. There's no seat in the front. How do you make that work? I mean, what's the difference between the driver's seat? Oh, and the dro- Well, the, the 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 separated compartment at the front of the trolley. Yeah, where the, yeah, the baby so sits. First yeah. thing you get is like the six liters of water. So you just place that in behind oh. the separator, and oh, that's a seat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so you go straight to the Co-pilot water aisle first. Thing. Co-pilot. No, he thinks he's driving the whole oh, thing. Yeah. So then you just keep saying, "Okay, where do we have to go next? Oh, we have to go this way." <laughs> so you know, let them think they're running the show. Can I'm I just, yeah, so I'm split just between whether Dave's shopping habits are incredibly interesting or the most boring half an hour of radio <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think the fact uh, that you haven't made your mind up yet is a win for me. So dadcast.offthewall.com, if you are a dad who does the shopping, I just want to, like, it's a little survey I'm doing out there. This is your only thing we're asking for you for listening to this stuff, for being the most relatable podcast on the internet. Uh, email us and just tell us that you do the shopping because I just want to build up a little. Do you go rogue evidence. when you go shopping? Do you come back with twenty things that you may not need? Do you just buy whatever you feel like? If there's something on forty nine cents special, I'm like, ooh, I think I definitely need some of these mangoes <laughs> that look a little bit off. Yeah, I'm very much. I stick to the list. Oh, do you? To yeah. a rule, except if there's forty nine cent mangoes yeah. and we suddenly need eight of them. Yeah. Uh, like, it depends, right? So the weeks when we've menu planned and everything is good in our lives and we're like on top of shit. Sorry, you plan a menu for an entire week? About three or four times a year we do, Dave. <laughs> right. the, re- the rest of the year we kill ourselves for not doing it. Because yeah, I, like our fridge is full of shit. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. and it's, it's rotting, mm. going off, polluting the entire, all the rest of the contents of the freezer or fridge. And you're like, my life is a mess. I, I, Look at my fridge. Look at these mangoes. Haunting me. <laughs> Look at these lovely mangoes. <laughs> They're rotten. Who would have thought they would have been eaten? What do you even do with a mango? <laughs> so we all probably have um, two meals a day in work, right? Certainly. So the, the, I'm in for breakfast and lunch, and you try I'm trying to bring breakfast and lunch, and it's um, it gets very boring after a while. Like, so you've got to shop properly, and you've got a menu plan because. But you don't. No. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> One of the things we said we wouldn't do in this podcast was remind ourselves how, how bad we are at stuff. But uh, here is our first email from Aaron McCallum. Dear Dadcast, I became a dad on the 22nd of December 2017. Tig was born by way of emergency C-section. All turned out hunky-dory though with mama and baby. The week Tig was born, I played an open on Corbelis links and shot 40 points off a 10 handicap. Ooh. Corbelis is beautiful, by the way. If you haven't played it, it's absolutely amazing. It's and got cheap. like Yeah, it's got six of the best links holes on the East Coast. The rest of it's a bit meh, but it's a public course and anybody can go and it's really cheap. And that's a phenomenal score, by the way, for anybody who's... Sensational. Like, if the wind blows at all. Sounds like a bandit to me. Drove it like Brooks Kepka, ironed like Molinari and putted like Vintage Tiger. I was loose and relaxed, not a care in the world. By midsummer 2018, I'd have expected to be playing off maybe eight and flushing everything. However, broken sleep, night feeds, baby-proofing the house had me wound up like a stressed-out chimpanzee. My golf game has collapsed. 
If I'm not thinning it, I'm hitting it so fat you could resod a modest garden with my divots. My draw is now a hook and I put like a drunk Stevie Wonder swinging a hammer. I questioned myself and analysed everything about my game. I turned to YouTube for lessons, tips, advice, and all I found was two men in tight blue Adidas trousers talking gick about me and my golf game. Fuck you, Andy, with your Instagram and rock-hard biceps. <laughs> anyway, I'm rambling. The question is, is having a new chiseler worthy or deserving of having a few shots added to your handicap? A resounding yes from me. Yours sincerely, Aaron McCallum. Yeah, it's an interesting one. First thing that springs to mind is poor Tig. Obviously thinking, where is my deadbeat absentee father? <laughs> <laughs> because it says to me, like this dude is spending an awful lot of time analysing his errant golf game, wondering why he's not hitting the right shots in the way that he used to be able to. And if he'd spent a bit more time with his son... Can you not do that while over out? the shoulder of the old... Uh, we've all watched games over the shoulder of our children while we're like, shh, he should, he should be relishing oh. the fact that he's able to continue playing golf. I'm incredibly impressed with any father of a child under the age of five who plays golf yeah. even once a week. And I know people who are playing golf a month. three times a week. Do you? Who yeah. have kids? Yeah. Oh my it's god. It's just like part of their. Because Growing they, up kids. No, they have young kids because they just have their routine. They have their. I go out and play golf in the evening. Yeah. I go. I play golf on a Saturday. That's just their what I do. <laughs> like yeah, because a great question about that. I, I suggested that I play golf on a Monday. It's just what I do, and yeah. I was probably. You're never going to get away with that. They're obviously. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself before I say something that lands me in an awful lot of trouble. Go on. They must have very understanding partners <laughs> yeah. that allow them just to like saunter out the door with one or multiple kids in the house and play golf whenever they want. Isn't that the whole point of the email? Not really about the handicap, about actually trying to make time for yourself as a parent. There's no chance. Like, it's over. Dad. He's, he's going to be a, an 18 handicap. But he's still playing. Year. He's playing enough to know that his game is gone. He's, playing, he's got mm. enough time to be looking at YouTube and trying to figure out where his game has gone to. I have, I have a lot of sympathy with YouTube. I'd say, I'd say he's just not playing enough. I think what he's looking for is us to start a campaign with the GUI. Yes. The second you have a child, you get four shots added to your handicap. Yeah. I think it's fair enough. But that's, I mean, is that, is it, I, I actually take <clears throat> the point to be nothing to do with the handicap. It's to do with he wants to play more golf. Mm. It's I, a, I got the impression he's playing as, as much golf as he wants. Like the, uh, a, one, a, gone, a, a one handicap would be no use to him if he can't get to play any golf. Yeah. But he'd never get to one if he wasn't playing. Yeah, but I'm the only reason he knows his his handicap has gone up a few shots is because he's playing enough golf for it to slump in that direction. But the GUI can give him whatever handicap. We can start the campaign right here and now, Nathan, if you're up for it. But they he, wants, hey, he doesn't want to be going up. He wants to go down. What I'm saying is, <coughs> the point being that he needs to go out and play golf. So and what have you given up, Adrian? What have you given up since your child arrived? Life, like do you give up sort of any? You give up all of that stuff. Like there's no, you're no longer you're, gone. Yeah. And this guy's independence doesn't seem to have gone at all. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're very angry towards him. Yeah. I think he, he's trying to make one point, but he doesn't realise how good That's, he has I go, it. I'm with Dave. Uh, all right, okay. He's I mean, put himself on the firing line. We do want people. Here. We do want people to, <laughs> to write in. But, but prepare to be judged. Dadcast at offthewall.com. No judgment. Uh, this, this is judge-free zone. Uh, people. Uh, Colin Dwyer wants to know to pause a match while trying to get them asleep, or just get the updates on your phone. Depends on the quality of the game. Mm. Mm. If it's a super big game. And you can you don't you're not addicted to super media, social media, uh, which basically means you can pause it, so you're not going to find yeah. it out. But if you're completely addicted to social media and it's a mediocre game, it also depends on the no pausing. How long is it going to take you to get the child to sleep? Question. Yeah, I might get this done in ten minutes. Sound pause the game, especially in the first half, knowing that half time is going to last fifteen minutes, mm. so you'll be able you to catch up and get the half. second half live. 
um, as you say, if the bedtime process is 20 minutes plus, you've got to rethink it. Mm. You've got to pause it always, is the actual answer. And then you get to decide. If you haven't paused it, you can't mm. go back. And the difficulty is you've actually point. put the child to bed, so you want to enjoy the full experience watching the game, which is watching it and doing a bit of second screening. But you can't do any second screening if you're on delay. What's an acceptable amount of football to watch every week? Definitely oh, not the you watch. <laughs> 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 yeah. you, you use your monthly limit on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I remember coming in one Saturday afternoon. A rarity, I know. Uh, we're seeing the show, doing the show with Nathan, and he says, um, geez, did you see Fulham Newcastle last night? <laughs> in my head, I'm going, Fulham Newcastle, I'm pretty sure neither of those teams are in the Premier League. Obviously, this wasn't this season. This is a couple of seasons ago. So he's at home on a Friday night watching Championship football. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> that was the old, I think my wife thing was I out. think of. Like, what were you doing? How? I don't get to watch any football, mainly because I'm usually at a game, or B, it's very hard to come home from work and say, by the way, I'm going to sit down in front of the 42-inch and watch a random Champions League game because that's what I want to do. I've sacrificed, completely sacrificed, the half-five game on a Saturday. Ah, Nathan, you're a martyr. <laughs> like, obviously, I see the first half an hour while I'm at work, but yeah. after that... My, um, my perception of you, and feel free to shoot this down, is that you have a pretty good... But sure, everyone thinks so everyone else to, has it pretty good. On the email, their, your capacity to indulge your own thirst for whatever that might be. What do you mean? I think you have... I, it, it's only a perception. It may be utterly untrue, but I absolutely have a perception that you have your plough and your own furrow at the same time. This is... It, there's a gar, There's a barb here. There's just, a needle. No, there's no barb. There's no barb. Wait a second there. I was just checking the treats. What? I just think that you... In that I come to work. You're a bad husband and father. That is the nub of the matter here. That's not what I'm saying. I just... It seems to me, and I'm saying to you, shoot me down if this is inaccurate, that you... That you you definitely get to do things on your own. Like, there's enough There's enough good stuff in your... You carve out enough good stuff in your life. Still. <laughs> I try my best. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what you're getting at. I'm just... Like I'm, what am I doing that... Aside from literally coming golf, to work... Watching, watching a good bit of... I played sport. golf once, I'd say, in the last six months. Yeah. So... I mean, it's just a perception. I'm not saying it's... Ah, you know. if, if I'm sitting at I'm home and the TV it, is so. available and there's sport on, yeah. I will oh, watch work. it. Yeah. Now, work. for the last two months, I haven't watched as much. Okay. Except for the initial couple of weeks when they're... Baby isn't doing anything, and you have nothing to do but. But if, if I'm feeding the baby, and the I TV might as well is on, be watching it. That's true. I might as well be watching the game. Why not? How is but I, I, I haven't. I don't think I've been, aside from last Friday night, at the Radio Awards. Yeah. I haven't been out. Out out. Once. Fair enough. Since the baby was born. Well, I mean, the baby's only like six weeks old. Two months. Yeah, My wife's been out twice. Yeah. And it's going out again tonight. <laughs> Keep it <count. laughs> not, not that I've been counting these things, but you know what I mean? Well, and well, she deserves, and also, like all of us, I'm sure, I'm encouraging stay out as late as you want. Do not be coming home early. Stay out as. Don't be coming in at half eleven. And, match, uh, yeah. you, know, you stay out at half one or two. There's League One on tonight. Keith Andrews is covering something. want to check in on this. You have a pretty good as well. He only has one bleeding kid. Um. Have a good. It's all right, yeah. It's probably going to get a lot worse in three weeks' time, but that's not bad. Is yeah. it three weeks? Yeah, that, that quick, right? Three weeks, yeah. How are the nerves? Uh, the grand. We haven't done one tap to prepare for this child. But you have it all done from the first probably, one, probably. Right? Yeah. Like you have the Moses basket and the cot eventually, yeah. and the travel. We're worried that the child is going to pull the mo the existing child is going to pull the Moses basket over 
Oh yeah, that's... He would be that sort, I would think. That's a live fear that you just have to live with. Is it? <laughs> yeah, right, like, you, you, you can't explain, don't do this. You can say it, no. but like... And also I'm worried that, like, admonishing him for doing something however severe to the child... Brings attention well, to and it. And also it's going to result in him going, well, like, furthers that sort of... Well, what's this, what's this pile of crap? The like, I'm, the, I'm the guy in town here. This is best description. A friend of mine, um, she said that, uh, you know, when you're the only child, like, and the second child gets born, it's like a husband bringing a second wife to the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the level of, of trust and, uh, and joy Mormons, you feel. We're Mormons all of a sudden. That's it's the fine. level of trust and joy that the child one feels for child two. It's you like, just oh. have to trust your child. Like our middle child with Oh, I don't trust him at all. Is he has an aggressive way of showing love to everybody. So when he wants to give a hug, he runs from the other side of the room, okay. rugby tackles you, <laughs> squeezes you to death, and then wants to kiss you 50 times, and then is gone again. Right. And with the baby, it's grab her face, squeeze it, aren't you cute, aren't you cute? <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do here? Like, I, I don't what want to do discourage do? him do do? from... I, I think you have to discourage him. I'm like, what? Just leave her face alone, yeah. leave her face alone. I was like, just give her a little Because that's difficult, isn't it? Because he's, and then he probably has a feeling He's I don't know, uh, you see. Uh, yeah, here's like, me trying to show some love. I'm trying, to, to I'm trying to be positive and say he is trying have, to show some love, but also maybe he's not, maybe he's going, yeah. Aha, they think that's I'm showing it, love, it. but I'm also squeezing yeah, her right. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disguising the affection yeah. as um, aggression. It'll be his therapy bills anyway by the time he gets around to working out <laughs> what, what the cause of it was is actually your fault. Will we be sitting down as a group again before baby number two arrives? Yeah, we should, we, we, yeah, we're going to try and do this weekly, right? We've, we've literally yeah, recorded so we, these over the last so four we'll weeks. another opportunity to impose our own failings but, uh, and fears on oh, I'm up for it. I want to hear, hear those. Terrible as life is going to be. Can it go anywhere? Can it go anytime? Or are you scheduled in? Um... No, we're we so we're into the sort of once a week scans now at this stage, and um, like it'll take whatever course it takes. But I mean, they say number two sort of slides on out the runway. Is that the <laughs> <laughs> to continue my airplane analogy? I don't, think, I don't think that's on the at all. <laughs> I thought that was a you mean late. No, early. Oh, as in the and runway easy. is ready for action. I'd say everyone's experience is different, but ours was yeah, couldn't get there quickly enough. Yeah, we were very early the second one. Uh, at, at I am burger, at I am B U G E R is how the it's anyway. Buger, Buger. <laughs> Military precision school mornings, getting everybody out the door. Work life balance. Considering Nathan and Dave travel for commentary games, any effect on them being dads? Wifey, no. well, hang on. Wifey travels a lot, and kids notice the days when she's not there. No, no, no. Sure, I'm good. I have a great, so it's fine. My wife doesn't care less that I leave my house at six o'clock every Sunday morning and don't return for 18 hours and then go, I'm a bit tired when I get home. If you could do the feed again tonight. <laughs> it's just fine. It goes down really, really well. I, I, actually, it's only in the last six months or so. Definitely, my oldest lad has started. Where are you every Sunday? And Right. Why, why aren't you around today? Oh, my God. And when you're going to bed on Saturday evening, oh, I'll see you on Monday. And, but I have football tomorrow. Can you not come to this? Oh. You're like, watch the game. Now he's just about moved past the part where he thought when I was going to a Liverpool match that I was playing for <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> that realization has finally clicked in, so it's not as exciting. <laughs> it's not as exciting for him anymore. That means like, you're on the bench match. today. I, didn't yeah. see you. I was like, I'm there. You can watch the match, and we can talk about it tomorrow. But definitely, I think as they get a bit older, they obviously do notice that you're. Yeah. Yeah, mine are old is. enough to be there. Like they do. They'll come into the bedroom in the morning and go, where is he? 
but I think that's about the height of it. Um, and because, look, neither you or I have real jobs, uh, as in, because you're working a weekend, you actually get to probably spend more time with them during the week than an awful lot of other mm. dads who maybe have to do a nine to five and drop a kid's a child minor at 7.30 and don't pick them up till six or 6.30. Like, I would get to spend a decent chunk of time six days a week with them, which is amazing. But you're never there on a Sunday. Yeah. But they're just not old enough to know that I'm not around at the moment. But obviously, as you said, that'll change. Well, I think that's it. So, like, I drop them to school every day, pick them up from school a couple of times a week. It's that when everybody else's dad is around is the time you're generally not around. Yeah. So they're noticing that. But I presume as they get older, they do realise, yeah, actually, I, you go to work. But the school run, I think, I, so I never do the school run because we're on air for 7.45 every morning. And you don't meet the other parents. You don't know any of the kids, the other kids' names. Like, they're coming home telling mm-hmm. you about the kids in school. And I'm like... With, um, with our eldest, we would have done the school and crash drop off, and so you would have known every every kid. Whereas now, the, like uh, the middle child is telling me the people in her class, I'm like, who is that? What did that explain who that person is again? I was now thinking that I should maybe open myself up, up a bit more. I do the crash drop off every morning. I don't know the name of any other <laughs> <laughs> or any other. Oh, oh, I've been the same as you. I, like I because. Well, my wife was working before this baby, but I would have known most of the mothers who would be collecting the children. So I would <laughs> stop it now. I would arrange all the play dates and like do the play dates. I was just about to ask both of you if you felt guilty about it, but it now suddenly feels utterly inappropriate. Guilty about what? About the not been there not been oh frank at school like not yeah, knowing yeah. the level of detail yeah totally it's like um yeah of course you do yeah no but like i'd feel <laughs> i'd feel guilty about not being at my son's football training but everybody misses something like yeah. you're doing a job where you miss this everybody's like there's loads there of the fa- the time, there's yeah. loads of the fathers i have never seen but my last school because they're like they're working yeah. my last so job here was like no dinner with them ever so now it's just no breakfast and no breakfast maybe a little bit better than no dinner i don't know Neither of them are great. No, they're not. They're not perfect. Like, you know, they're... Can we pencil in for discussion in the podcast to come the uh, crying at the drop of a hat? <laughs> not you. And I'm not talking about <laughs> my kids. Yeah. <laughs> because it's becoming a very real problem for me. For you? Uh, yes. Oh, really? I was crying on the flight over to the Premier League game I was doing last week. <laughs> Can Shit. we press pause on this? It looks now? like you're about to cry now, actually. We should pause on this. You have a reaction again. Tear duct. This is going to be a deeper conversation than we should. Yeah. Or, or not. Maybe now is the time to do it while he's here. Honest <laughs> <laughs> to God, it's becoming a serious problem. Oh, I'd say that we, I was not very far away from the uh, air steward coming down to me saying, Sir, yeah, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and what was wrong with you? I was watching Wonder on Netflix. <laughs> have you seen it? No. Oh, my God. Is it good? It's a brilliant movie, but Jesus. What's it about? Get the bloody Kleenex ready. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> not in your normal way. Hey, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I knew you were going there. I mean, come on, we all. Yeah. This is a podcast about fatherhood. Yes. Let's not destroy, destroy its integrity already. Well, I think that's maybe more relevant. Go on, go on. So, it was. So, I have noticed that since I became a father, my emotions are very close to the surface. Can you watch a horror movie anymore? I never really was a fan of that before. I was mad into horror movies. Now I cannot watch them. Can't watch any squeamish stuff. Can't watch any surgery on TV. Can't, you know, those like medical... I'm like, oh, can't do that. Can't see any child having any difficulties oh, in no, the way. See, that's, like, the, uh, that's the part. All oh, right. Can't, the, it's based on a book. It's about a child that was born with a facial deformity and having been homeschooled by his mother till the age of about 10 
they have now made the decision to send him to middle school, which is at the stage they're at in the States, or I guess that's probably what, fifth or sixth class over here. And uh, like I was 60 seconds into it and I was like, why is your face wet? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, fuck, I'm crying. I'm crying here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I was like, you're grand, good movie. That one. And I'd say every four or five scenes, I could feel my eyes welling up. Yeah, totally. Wow. <laughs> and is it, like, is it, why are you, why are you crying? Like, because it's so sad. Right. And you're looking, as you say, Jerry, you can't see other kids in distress, whether it's just a kid in the street or the news or a movie or you're reading about it in a book. Yeah. It's just like. And would you just not stop watching it? But that, like, I can't handle this, I'm crying too much. Or is, actually, is there a therapy? In it's not, no, it's not cathartic in any way. I just, it was a good movie. It's and I had, I had an hour and a half of a flight. I did right. send a WhatsApp to a mate of mine who recommended the book at slash movie. I said, that is the, <laughs> the most emotionally <laughs> stressful movie I've ever watched. But I, it's not, this is a, it's, it's happening like regularly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This happens I think, regularly to me. I think it's a combination of the fatigue and some other stuff. Like mostly mm. the fatigue. Is that like you're so? But are your out. empathy levels not heightened to a I massive presume, degree after you've had a kid? Yeah, I, I presume they are. It's like it's part of the "don't kill your child" thing, like that kicks in 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 humans, where you know you're supposed to protect this as opposed to kill it, which would have been the natural Neanderthal reaction to new life taking my food. <laughs> Going to probably at some stage have to put me out to pasture. You know that would have been the how the precursors of humans responded to. Procreation, like, look at this thing, this is a food source for me. Whereas now it's like, we actually like them. Just prior, prior to the, being a father, the only times I would ever have cried would be, say, for a bereavement, or if like the team I had invested my entire life in <laughs> lost a massive match. But now it's like, oh, there's, we're two minutes into a movie, that's me gone. <laughs> so, it I'd was early in the morning though, so I do think the tiredness is a massive factor in it. It definitely exacerbates But things. this is not an outlier, this is like... No, uh, this is like... But he's permanently regular, tired. I'm not, well, I'm not really. I have a one and a four-year-old. I'm getting more than enough sleep. It's grand. But uh, no, it's, it's, um, I think it's just being a dad. You're just... Yeah. Your sympathy I, I and so, compassion yeah. and empathy levels are of a far greater height than they used to be. I'd be interested to know if our listener fathers, or any mothers if they bother tuning into this podcast, have similar experiences. But I know from mates of mine, they blubber at the drop of a hat. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever do any <laughs> collective blubbering? I don't think I've ever cried together. Yeah. Uh, no. It could be, could be a could be a thing. You know, like the man sheds. We mm. could like start a group where we get people together and watch. We all watch one movie together. Harley and me, yeah. Yeah, maybe or we Coco. should do that. Have you seen Coco? That's what we should do for the Coco's for the first sad. time we take this podcast out on the road. An event. The first dadcast OB, if you Feel will. Feel free to cry. We will have a screening of the film Wonder after we finish <laughs> yeah. the recording of the yeah. podcast, and we can all sit around crying. Collective blubbering. Uh, if we've achieved nothing else, we've at least got a good movie review from um, McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, today. very good. Julian Loads, Roberts is in it. Loads more, well. loads more uh, questions and um, comments come in. Was there? You sounded like you wanted to say one final thing. No, I was going to say again, um, and this will probably get quite a bit of a reaction, and we can chat about it over a few weeks. Which is um, people giving their opinions on what you should do with your child. Bad advice. Just oh, all advice is bad advice. I, I, don't, I, I don't, yeah. No, no. I this is this is an incident. So last Monday, I had my child for the first time alone for a considerable period of time that wasn't just... Your new, your new baby. So, seven weeks. 
uh, old. Like my wife's been out of the house and has been out, but I've always either had her in the buggy, bringing her for a walk, or just in the house. So my wife was away for the day, so I had to bring my tux back into town. So I was like, I'll just bring the baby with me. But I had her for that like 11 to 5 period, so I also had to pick up the two kids in between as well. My wife was sort of sniggering, going, you idiot. You're going to bring her to town and you're going to bring the two kids home. It's not a good idea. I was like, it'll be fine. This is so you drive from So I drove from Red Farnham into town. She was asleep. It was all fine. Wandered around town. Thought I'd get myself a coffee. All is good. Walked into the shop to get a coffee. The eyes open. Starts crying. It's about 10 past 12. I have to pick the youngest lad up at one. Oh, oh so my like, complication. Ooh, Traffic. Ooh, ooh. How did that happen? I just lost an well, hour. No, I knew I'd be back. I knew I'd be back in half an hour. But I presume she'd stay asleep the whole time. But now she started to cry and cry a bit more. That turned into a full-scale meltdown where she desperately needed to be fed. Excuse Whereas me, sir. Is this your baby? I didn't really have time. It doesn't look like you feed. at all. Did you have a bottle? I had a bottle. I had all that. So I decided I'm going to go back to the a car park, give her a bit of a feed, give her half it, get in the car, give her the rest of the feed, and we get to school. Walking down a laneway quite close to here, baby's going proper ape shit. Woman walks up to me. I'd say she's hungry. Oh. <laughs> you don't I'd say. say. You should go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> you think she's hungry? What? Give it away. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine ima me, a father of three, going up to a young mother and going, I'm very experienced with these children. I think she might be hungry. Piss off. What age woman was it? I'd say in her 50s. Right. Mind your own business. What did you say to her? Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was like, yeah, I think so, yeah. And just kept walking at full speed. I did then end up in this, in Drury Street car park in this terrible moment of the, trying to get the buggy, the baby, the bottle together as absolute meltdown. If you were, I think we're on the eighth floor. If you're on the first floor, you could have heard this meltdown. I'm sitting in the passenger seat with everything just strewn, yeah. taking up at least three parking spaces, <laughs> half feeding the baby who's still going absolutely mental. And then I could only give her half the bottle because I had to leave to pick up the child. Oh. She had, the meltdown continued to the extent where I'm like in traffic going, is she going to have a fit here? <laughs> Eventually, she just got to the stage where she fell asleep for about three hours. And when my wife got home, I said everything went just fine. Pour the bottle down the sink. <laughs> I don't think it was easy. I don't know what you're going yeah, yeah. to Gloves have really come you. off oh in this God. episode of the pod because I don't know how many F-bombs have been dropped, but I don't think we had any in the first three. <laughs> We've had about 25 here. It's funny, on iTunes, there's like this um, clean something version, which I'd never seen before, which is like for like a rating system for, oh, no. for stuff that doesn't need adult supervision. But. Uh, I, I suspect we've just lost that rating anyway. Right, that is your lot this week. It is dadcast at offthewall.com or you can just tweet um, any of the four of us. Uh, we do hope to be back before Adrian has his baby, but if we don't, best of luck. Good luck. I'm going to need all the luck in the world, lads. We should be back next week. If you've got any comments for us, if you've got any topics you want covered, if you've got any stories for us, we're more than happy to uh, pass them off as our own. Dadcast at offthewall.com. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.